Hey guys, thanks for tuning into our podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by the content. Our vision is that we link people to Christ to see them set free, healed, and empowered. Thanks for letting us be a part of your journey. Two things during this Christmas season and during this Christmas holiday. Number one is remind us for the reason that we even celebrate Christmas. Now, listen, we're with the fact that we have social media, Google, there's been an explosion of a bunch of people that, that are self-proclaimed theologians, self-proclaimed historians, that they have a Google doctorate degree because they can Google a bunch of stuff and then just go on social media and blast everybody for what it is that they're doing. The reality is, is that there are more folks causing church or division in the church than people outside of the church. Right. Can we agree on one thing, that Jesus was born? Can we agree that Jesus is the Savior of the world? Can we agree that there were prophecies made in the Old Testament of a Messiah that was to come, born of a virgin? And although we all deserve hell, we're able to have access to heaven. Can we agree to that? Because we can talk about a lot of things that divide us, but let's talk about some things that unite us. And there are some other things that unite us outside of the birth of Jesus, and that is some food. Can somebody shout amen? amen. And in the Puerto Rican culture, y'all, we break out the good stuff during the holidays. You know what I'm talking about? Two of y'all, the rest of y'all are like, I don't know what he's talking about. And can I get invited? No! I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You could come over to the Olusegun family anytime during the Christmas holiday. They feeding, they feeding, and uh, no, I'm teasing. No, we are family. So here's a side note, announcement that was not a part of the announcement. If you do, Christmas alone is because you chose to. Amen? Because we are a family, and you're welcome to any of our homes uh, and because we love to do life together, and it's not just something that we say, it's something that we mean. Amen? So, part two of what I want to or we desire here at the Link Church during this Christmas holiday is to connect this season with memories. Connect this season with memories. My family going on vacation was not because I wanted to go see a mouse with big ears and scream on roller coasters like I've never done before. And can I let you know, in my 45 years of living on planet Earth, I have never screamed on a roller coaster like I did past week. Somebody asked me if I high-pitched scream. I do not have the vocal cords or the capacity to high-pitch, but I said, OMG a lot in a deep voice, all right? And uh, we looked at some pictures, and we looked crazy. <laughs> but most importantly, my daughter, my youngest daughter, those that know her, Kaylee Ann, uh, she is one of the shyest creatures on planet Earth, and that girl rode on a roller coaster for the first time in her entire life. Talk about that for a memory. Right? And the time that, that we walked for miles, y'all, miles, and my wife was needing, she was like, I can't do this, G. Get me a wheelchair tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm not going to walk with you in a wheelchair. I'm not pushing you around. It's all memories. 
But I think that this holiday puts this pressure on us that's unhealthy. See, this is, this is the unhealthy pressure that we take on as human beings. You try to make someone else happy when they can't even make themselves happy. Why, why do we do that? That we have to, we have to create a better culture. Now, I'm not saying don't don't do the gifts. I'm not saying don't do the eating and the festivities. I'm not saying any of that. But if you build a culture in your home that is based off of a good Christmas and a bad Christmas, depending on how much you buy and how much you spend, that is the wrong culture that you're building in your household. Why? Because then they grow up with this. What they've inherited is now a culture. Of, of, of determining whether Christmas is good or not based on how much money they have and how happy they were able to make their children. Can I let y'all in on a little secret? Somebody say what? Technology, uh, it gets outdated in about a week long. And when you're buying one, the other one is already making headline news. And, and can I tell you that uh, clothes becomes outdated very quickly. And when you hit 45, you outgrow clothes very quickly. <laughs> and stuff breaks. How many of y'all got something and opened it up and it was broken? And we spend so much of our time and so much of our energy trying to have this good Christmas and we completely miss the opportunity to make a memory. You know, here's the deal. If I want to buy my wife something, I'm going to buy it to her in July, in May, in February, in April. We should not wait one time a year to buy all of these gifts and do all of this stuff when we should be doing that for each other all year long. I thank God that my God is not a God that, that is into celebrating a Christmas because I've had people give me checks in April and I've had people bless me with food at my house in February. And I've had people call me up and tell me that they love me in June. And, and in August, folks are telling me, uh, blessing me with, with things that I'm just kind of like, why are you even knocking on my door? I don't like free stuff. It usually comes with strings attached. But my God has been showing my family that he can bless me. And it's okay because all we've been doing is sowing seed. And we are reaping from what? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we limit. We limit all of this stuff to one day a year. Why would we do that? Can I encourage you? If you want to buy me a gift, you could do it all year long. <laughs> Deal? Sign on the dotted line. And so I was doing a little bit of reading. And, uh, and today what we're going to be speaking on is on, on self-worth. And validity. Because oftentimes what we're actually doing when we buy people gifts, we're trying to find a validation. And, and we're trying to make other folks happy. And we, we can't do it by just allowing us to be the gift. And so, and so we lack the self-worth of us being the gift. And so we have to find something else. And how many of y'all know that you're worth more than the gift that you buy? So I was, I was looking at um, uh, some, I'm always studying, I'm always looking at, at 
reading books. I'm always looking at, at how we can do this and level up. And my mind is always thinking like business. Like I would try to help people start businesses. I don't know why God wired me that way. But if you want to start a business, let me help you. I think I can. Right? And so in this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is the title of the book. And so are you ready for this? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? The rich don't work for money. They work for time. See, the rich want to make more money so that they can have more time. When an individual is, is, is earning money, they're thinking, how can I make a passive income? Anybody know what passive income is? Passive income is I make an investment and I don't have to do nothing and the checks continue to roll in. That's passive income. The rich think, what can I put my money on and then sit back and allow that to continue to make money? But in contrast, somebody say in contrast. There's the other side of the coin. There are more people that work for money than they do time. Why? Because when you want to make more money, what do you do? You use up more of your time. And there are more people working for money than there are time. And so I realized that the best gift that I can give my children, you're looking at them. That's the best gift that I could give my children. A healthy me. A restored me. A sober me. A grounded me. A man that loves God me. Are you... See, we get all bent out of shape because we can't buy stuff. What good is it if we give stuff, but we are not healthy mentally? We're at the point of a breakdown. We're not grounded in our faith. We are just seconds away from falling back into addiction. There's nothing but problems and dysfunction in the household, but yet we become depressed when we can't buy stuff. Can you just give them you, a healthy you, a sober you, a restored you, a grounded you and when you can do that that's the best gift that you can give to anybody why because that creates an inheritance listen buying a new cell phone does not create an inheritance it only creates now a dependency that they won't even look up at you when you're talking to them they can't even leave a house if they have it what am I going to do if I don't have my phone the same thing I did and survived when I was a teenager and didn't have a phone. And all the older folks shout. Come on, somebody. We're preaching good now. The best gift that you can give to your family is you. But all year long, not only do we have the challenges of the year, but we also have the challenges of the month. Now, I'm not leading everyone to a place of not doing the things that this holiday calls for. I like the pumpkin spice lattes. But what good is it if I can't enjoy it with a peace of mind? And I like all of the pies. But give me a slither of joy. That surpasses all understanding. See, we want what's on this side of eternity so bad that we forget what we should really be aiming for. But this is not a new thing. This is not something that, that 
that is a new issue. This is an issue that we have been challenged with for a long time. And so we can visit together 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 through 6. Are, and this is Paul speaking to the people. He says, are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are a letter written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. And then we get to verse 16. He says, he has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, uh, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Paul is telling these folks, you, you don't need a recommendation letter for acceptance. You yourself are the recommendation letter from heaven. When God wants to communicate to this earth, who do you think he uses? Does he use a piece of paper or does he use people? When heaven wants to write to this earth, you know what it does? It brings healing through somebody's life. So heaven begins to communicate and say this, I want to send earth a love letter. I'm going to free you from addiction so that they know I'm capable. And when, he, when heaven wants to send a love letter to the earth on how he is a restorer of marriage, he begins to restore marriages and he shows earth that, that although there may be chaos and turbulation, that there is a God who is a restorer and that is a love letter from the heavens. Listen, you are a walking love letter from heaven. Some of you shouldn't be here. Some, some of y'all should have died a long time ago some of y'all should have been incarcerated some of your marriages should have been already uh, separated and divided but God is showing the earth that he is able that he is willing that he is a healer that he's a restorer that he is a provider that he he is your therapist you are God's love letter on this earth and there is no piece of paper that can validate you like King Jesus we don't have to try to find a moment of time to, 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 to get something to bring us a validity when all we need to do is cling on to the heavens. Listen, I love the piece of paper. I am educated. I got me a college degree and the debt that comes along with it. But I've seen people with all of the accolades still try to find validation on this side of eternity. No piece of paper can validate you like Jesus. Your growth and your character and place in Christ have become your letter of recommendation. What good is it if you have a letter of recommendation still acting like one of you know whose? We're constantly in the balance of looking for validity and brushing up against rejection. 
needing a letter of recommendation or, or, or anything that you try to buy anyone during this time of season. It's nothing more than us oftentimes looking for approval. I got a good mom. I got a good dad. I got a good uncle. Do it because that's in your heart to do. Don't do it looking for approval. You know, looking for validation or any type of validation oftentimes initiates a good feeling of praise for the moment, right? When somebody says, oh, that was so great and you feel so good, right? You're looking at the smile on their face and you're like, it brings a moment of celebration, doesn't it? Like, I've been wanting these. Oh, these are my favorite. Have you ever got a really, really good gift? And you're like, oh, you make all of the noises and everything. That's what I wanted. <laughs> but what happens when, when all of that goes away? When the initial emotional reaction goes away, and now you're stuck there looking at the reality of it all. Don't allow yourself to get stuck in a place of a moment looking for validity. Here, here's the message of today. Do what God has called you to do. And walk out God's plan for your life. And can I tell you this, that, that no man can interrupt what God has for you? See, <laughs> listen, if you are not here mentally, come on back, come on back, come on back. There are individuals in this room that felt looked over. There are individuals in this room that felt like nobody's paying attention to them. There are individuals in this room that feel like people are just constantly judging them. There are individuals in this room that have experienced a level of church hurt. Am I talking to anybody in this place? I know that y'all not in your head, but y'all need to be like, that's me, that's me, that's me. There are individuals in this room that have experienced life issues. And these life issues have made you gun shy. You, you don't do what you know God has called you to do. Why? Because you've experienced some things that you have experienced before. There, there are some of you that, that have been talked about. There's some of y'all that have been uh, 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 robbed. There's some of you that have been treated ill. There have been some of you that have been judged in the wrong way. There have been people that didn't like you for no reason at all. There were people that just that, that kept you out of their clique. There were people that, that told on you. There were people that did all it. And, and as a result, you are now gunshot. But can I tell you this? I just need five people to shout and say I'm not going to allow man to interrupt the plan of God I, I just need somebody to testify and say I'm no longer going to be shy of stepping into the calling that God has for my life I just need a few people that will shout that will stand up and say no longer will I allow the feeling that I have felt of being looked over to stop me from stepping into my assignment. Here's the reality. Some of y'all have left your post and can't no one else do it like you can. Why? Because it was your assignment and how someone made you feel caused you to step back just a little bit. But can I remind you that there's no devil in hell that can block the plan of God for your life. I'm preaching really good and some of y'all just... 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? We got to begin to celebrate the validation that God has already made over our life. There is no unclean spirit that can block you from the plans of God for your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how much you know, how much you don't know. God has a plan, and man cannot interrupt the plan and the, hev- uh, the plan that heavens have for your life. But we're always looking for approval. And can I tell you that man was created not to receive praise, but we were created to reflect praise. Ooh. 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 Y'all, listen. This is a good word, Caleb. I'm telling you, if I were you, I would be running around the room right now. I want to let you know that praise from this world is like drinking a bottle of perfume. And I once heard from my spiritual father, he said, smell the perfume and the aroma of the world, but don't drink it because it's poisonous. We are not. Don't. Uh, listen, somebody, that's a good word you preach, Pastor G. Well, praise the Lord because it came from him. Pastor G, it's amazing. I, li, praise God because he's the one that, that's given me this gift and allows me to walk within my full purpose and plan. Listen. I came here today after a long trip of uh, travel last night. Our plane was delayed, and I didn't make it here today because I wanted to preach to y'all. There was an assignment on my life, and I knew that there was a word that needed to be delivered, and I don't need validation, and I'm not concerned if you want to reject me. In fact, if you don't like me in the room or online, take it up with God because I'm not here for you. I am under an assignment, and no one, there's not one that can stop what God has in store for my life. Listen, if one of us got to leave here, it ain't going to be me. What? There is an assignment on our life. And so often, oh, I'm just, I'm just at a place in my life. I don't know if, you know, there's different ages begin to bring on a different wisdom. How many of y'all, when you were a child, you thought like a child, and now that you're grown, you, you grew up? Not everybody's there, y'all. Come on. All right, and so, and so I think that I'm at a place in my life that I'm just sick and tired and sick and tired. And we come up with every reason why not to do what God has called us to do. And we come up with every single reason on why we should leave the church or where we're at. And we come up with every single reason, well, they did this. No, listen, are you under assignment? Well, then we got to fulfill an assignment, and there's nothing that should shift us or move us or, or take us out of sync or, or allow our minds to be out of whack. Why? Because there is an assignment that God has on me, and there's nothing that can deter me or, or cause me to reroute. Why? Because his plans are good, baby, and he works all things for the good of those who love him the problem is is that that when we look for validation we get outside of the will of God can I let you in on a little secret people pleasers that try to please everybody wind up hating themselves When you try to please everybody, you'll look in the mirror one day and be like, I hate the person that I've become. Why? Because you're trying to please everybody. You're finicky. One day you're this way. One day you're that way. You like what everybody likes in a room. You walk in another room and you no longer like that. You like this. Can you be who God created you to be? 
just be who God created you to be. I don't need validation. And if you reject me, it, it stings a little bit every time. The sting never goes away. Can I be honest? But it still doesn't shift me from what God has called me to. We're so caught up in the opinions of this world. The people around us. Folks are so finicky. If I drove a pinto, y'all talk about me. Look at that pastor. He must not be a tither. If I drove up in a Bugatti, you say, he's still in the tithe. That pastor up there always wearing Tim's and Jordan. I'll put a suit on. He's so religious. Look at his suit. That's why people don't come to church because they don't got church clothes. Am I, am I preaching good, y'all? Dear God, there's got to be some shift in our life. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to take a moment to share this and tag us as we are on all social media platforms at The Linked Church. Our motto is, why do life alone? 